Hello everybody and welcome to No Time to Grind, it's the podcast for the busy gamer and I am a daedric spirit trapped inside an overly yappy dog. It's me, Michael, and joining me as always, if anyone sneaks up on him, he will smell them coming, or he might not, we'll see, it's Adrian. (laughs) And he's heard about the butcher, interesting knife work, just stab, 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 and then stab, 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 it's Matt. Let's kill someone. <laughs> and if you haven't guessed by uh, these wonderful quotes of Gisago Cicero and my description of Barbus, or read the title, we are playing Skyrim for this fortnight, the uh, biggest RPG I've ever touched. <laughs> the biggest RPG in the world. I just looked up how long it takes to beat Skyrim. We're looking at... 33 hours for just the main story, 107 hours for main plus extras, and 221 hours completionist. 33 hours for main. I I don't think that's right. I've been playing in VR, and I've been doing like maybe like an hour to two hour long sessions at most, and I think I'm near the end of the main story, and that's with time doing other stuff, and I've played maybe a dozen hours. Where are you up to in the main story? I just took on Alden for the first time, so I think we're heading to uh, Dr- uh, Dragon's Reach to try and capture. Right, one. yeah. That's in, t- that's in the like latter half of the story, the main story, right? I don't know. I can't remember. It's been I so have long. not completed ever the main story of Skyrim. I too am at suck. the same I- I've point. done it once. I've done it once. I've finished once. <laughs> Because there's so out of how many hours play games? There's so much of... else here. I preferred the yeah. Civil War uh, quest line. Anyway, that was to me like my main quest, the real main story. Yeah, there's kind of uh, maybe that's what it's combining. Are both considered part of the main story? Maybe it is given to you straight at the start. Yes, but before we get any deeper, let's talk about our. Busy gamer rating. Is this a game for a busy gamer? Yes or no? Let's let's hear your thoughts. Yes, because you can you can just jump in, jump out, I guess. But then at the same time, no, because it lasts <laughs> for eternity. Uh, I'd say yes. Uh, for the same reason, I've been playing this game for eight years now. Just you pick it up every like <laughs> at least once a year. I find myself picking it up and still finding heaps more. That you can do in short bursts, but you can't finish the game. <laughs> you can never I'll finish. Say, I'll say yes, because, well, at least from my feeling, the main quest is fairly short, so you can blast through that if you want. But there is also so much side content that you can just be like, oh, I want to follow this quest line now, and then do something really cool in the world really quickly. Also, it's available on like every platform if you want to... I mean, I picked it up again in VR because I was like, I want to play it again, but I don't just want to play it on PC. VR was a great way to do it. Uh, you can play it on Switch now. Yeah, yeah. So like, so like, there's like plenty of ways to do it. I'm sure it's coming out on 3DS sometime soon too. <laughs> so you know, whatever, whatever portable device. Is it got. on a Casio graphics calculator yet? Yes, it's coming soon. Oh, okay. I have played it on Alexa, Amazon Alexa. Ah, oh, yes, that's right. That was <laughs> that was a thing, wasn't it? Uh, it's not, it's not very similar. It's like a <laughs> choose your own adventure. 
Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it was a good laugh. I guess it's time now to install that expansion of what was it called? Hearth Fire. Yeah, you got Hearth Fire. You got yeah. you got Dawn Guard. You got Dragonborn. It's time to install that ex- expansion of Hearth Fire and do a little bit of housekeeping. Oh, that's good. That's <laughs> nice. Well, uh, as I'm sure you all remember, because we were all here, uh, the next game. The Big 50, because big this is episode, episode if you're looking at the artwork for this episode, you might not realize it's 49. That's because Roman numerals are weird, and I'm just doing what Google told me. Uh, so the Big 50, we're going with Monopoly. Oh, yes. yes. Something different. Something kind of like Skyrim, like classic, but uh, something I think uh, that'll be very interesting to experience and, and play. For our 50th episode. Can I check which version we are playing? I believe the current um, thought is, is it the Pokemon one you have, Matt? Yeah, probably just the Pokemon one, which is Pokemon from, like it is from when the Pokemon craze was gone, was popping, um, except I lost some of the figurines. So I've bought a lot of little figurines. So you can play as like, instead of just Charmander or Bulbasaur, you can be like, uh, I'm going to be Arcanon, Arcanine, or Zekrom. I combine their <laughs> names. Uh, yeah, so we'll be a bit loosey-goosey with the pieces, but yeah, I think it's that classic noughties Monopoly rules. How do you put rent on a Pokemon? That sounds wrong. I think you're technically renting gym space. Or are you investing in... Because it's gym leaders Pokemon. Like, it's Brock's Onyx and then, you know, all the way to um, Giovanni's Nidoking and stuff. So, it's like, are you are you putting bets on it? Like, yes, I bet that uh, this will win. Uh, putting large and bets I was on right. it. I bet a hotel on this. It's pretty good Pokemon. You, you want Giovanni's Pokemon. Clean sweep. I might even pick up a, like a... Look, I also want to try the Cheetahs edition. So maybe if that's not too much, or if I know someone who has it, I might pick that up. Uh, but also, just because I'm a big old Zelda nerd, maybe I'll just pick up uh, Zelda Monopoly. And it'll be interesting to see if the rules have changed since the noughties. Um, oh, like, that's a whole other thing. We'll have to figure out what rule set. Surely yeah. the rules can't change. It's Monopoly. Oh, well, there's like rules official rules that like between household. I'll tell you that. Yeah. It's like Uno. What Free happens? parking gets the money. Y- no, that's not actually a rule. Yeah, that's not an official rule. But that is the house rule that everybody must have because I'm sick of giving money to the banks. All right? <laughs> but the reason that that's bad is because that actually extends gameplay. And that's all about the grind. Uh, but that's a sneak preview for the next episode. Uh, and then the episode after that, because I'll be on holiday, is Stardew Valley. So I'll be, you know, on a lovely beach. On a lovely beach. <laughs> You'll be spending time with your wife and with your wife. Yes, perfect. Um, but I feel like after that, it's kind of free game for the people, you, to rate Choose and suggest yeah. and pick. Torture us. No, don't. We'll probably only play good games because we're busy. Well, yeah, if you have any suggestions, then hit us up on Facebook or. Uh, give us a review and let us know. Um, otherwise, we'll uh, also be picking some, I imagine. But we always take yours first. 
Alrighty, should we get into this game, this beautiful... Like, you don't get to this point where you've re-released, like, so many times unless you're a crazy good, like, game. And it's not that it's necessarily... I don't know how to put it. It's a really fun game. Yes, like, absolutely. I'm going to start... Like The reason I'm starting is because I was kind of the advocate for Morrowind when we played it because I'd never played it until then, until the episode, which I think was 29, if you want to go back and listen to that, Morrowind fans. Um, and it was just a lot deeper. And that really did something for me. But Skyrim is just fun. Like, it's so much fun. I think the thing for me that I've found thinking about this versus Morrowind is that this is much more engaging in like the way it tells its story and gets you into what's happening. It just feels more engaging is the best word I can think of. Yeah, I think the change already had started to happen with Oblivion, but I found even that had a few few too many hurdles. And I can see why the, the Elder Scrolls purists think of this as kind of like the casual one because it's like it's so easy to pick up and play it it's very accessible and there's so many different play styles and they really don't want you getting locked into mm. any particular class it's it's basically classless whatever you want to do is like do what you want to do be who you want to be yeah as the old song <laughs> goes <laughs> yeah, yeah you're right um and everything's like Nothing feels underpowered. Like everything feels well balanced. And if you want to, yes, yeah, suddenly switch over and start doing uh, two-handed weaponry from being a uh, archery person, you can do that, and it won't really affect anything. But it just adds to that fun, uh, that fun element. It's like you don't need a new game plus if you can just change what you're doing on the fly. I think that's really what it is, is just having those favorites, being able to just, okay, uh, my skill in the bow is not good enough, so you will take on my fists because I am Rocky the Khajiit and I get extra unarmed damage. You're going down. <laughs> uh, and that's the story of how I broke my TV by punching it while <laughs> playing Skyrim VR, okay? I had to get this story out of the way. So I was playing. Skyrim VR doesn't anticipate that you will be playing unarmed, even though it's like a whole point of being Khajiit. And then there are some enemies that like have hitboxes that are too far away. So you have to get close to hit it. <laughs> uh, otherwise, you're just not actually connecting. And then you punch your TV and... <laughs> yeah. I haven't uh, come across that issue yet. Uh, I've been playing in VR and... like. Game aside, the VR edition feels much easier. Like, I've just been blowing through this with absolute ease. I don't know if it's um, just the way I'm playing or how I've specced myself, but I've basically just jumped all my points in archery. Um, currently level 10 and will, like... I mean, killing Alduin was... E- like, fighting him the first time, easy. Uh, and I've heard that it's because my partner's watching and she says... Oh, you can't pull arrows that fast in normal edition. So this, because oh. it's VR, you just go bop, 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 like as fast oh, as you can pull right. them. Okay. So I'm just standing there blasting people with arrows. 
Uh, so that's very fun. Well, see, that actually, it's true for all weapons in VR edition. You can tap, like, people with your weapon very quickly, and it just ticks the damage. So that's how, as, again, was it Rocky or Rocco? I forget. Was Rocky the Khajiit. Uh, I would just play bongos on people, and they would they would go down in like an instant. I'm just imagining a, a Khajiit the size of a man batting a person like a kitten would. Yes, like a cat. It's perfect. It's it's all the the lore is so deep. Oh my god! I also think that the uh, the game scales because I jump back on the main quest during these two weeks. Got to fight Alduin that first time when you get Dragon Rend, yeah, and uh, like was was not actually that easy because I'm and I'm about level thirty, um, and I wear like I got pretty good skill for heavy armor. Was wearing heavy armor, I can hit pretty hard, and he was still like quite tough. So the game is always a challenge. I think there is a lot of scaling, kind of no matter where you go. You encounter like draugers and stuff in the open world, but if you do start going down a quest line, like Azura's Star, did anyone do that one? Uh, I think it's called the Black Star. I'm sure I've done that once upon a time. Basically, the the end of that quest line is that you end up going inside of a soul stone, and there's a guy yeah. who's put his soul in there so he could live forever. And he just, like, wrecks. Just absolutely wrecks me. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'm not supposed to do that one yet. So there is always, like, there is always a good challenge. And, yeah, I think it's, I think it is much, it's probably a better balance than the Fallout games had, where there were some areas where it's like, what are you doing here? I am a Cazador. Get the fuck out of here or I will kill yeah. you. <laughs> Yeah, well, cause, so the funny thing is, so Malin Baron, his level is yours, but with a maximum of 25. So if you faced him, I don't know if you faced him when you were level 30, but he would have been a max of level 25, Okay, which is interesting. I'm, I was trying to find out what Alduin's level is, because I remember someone was complaining. Yeah, so, okay, if you get too high of a level... Alduin gets harder because he is 1.2 times uh, your level. So if, like, I, I'm not going to do the math right now, but if you're level 80, he's going to kick your ass because oh. he'll be 1.2 times that. I think it caps out at 100, though. So if you fought him at level 1, he would technically be level 1. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so good to yeah. do the main quest Early then. first, yeah. Although I just don't like, I don't like that the people people don't respect you in this game. That's I think that's my main flaw. After playing this time and time again, it's just that you don't get respect. And I think that's one thing that I really liked about Morrowind is Morrowind was all about getting people to respect you and like you, and having that popularity. And there was a bit of that in Oblivion, but that was just a crappy mini game. Whereas this, people are always just going to be like. They try to be edgy and stuff. They're just like, yeah, what are you doing here, brat? And you're like, I just killed a dragon in front of you. I or guess because you- it's like, for law reasons, uh, a lot of the people don't like the Doverkin. 
So even if they know that that's who you... So if they don't know who you are, they think that you're just some kind of like vagabond just sort of wandering around like uh, like the first Rambo, like kind of, what are you doing in my town? Uh, <laughs> and then if they do know that you're the Dovahkin, they're often very divided because they have allegiances to the Imperials or to the Nords and then they don't like the dragon situation. I think there's a bit of like a, almost like a, where have you been? Kind of thing, because the Dovahkin hasn't been around for generations. They're like, hey, where you been? Why are you only showing up now? Everything's a mess. I don't really like you. But I get what you mean. It's like, I've done some awesome things. Like, I ended the Civil War, and all the Imperial Yarls end up getting locked in solitude, and all the ones who are put in their place are not happy. They were like, oh, you. It's like, yeah, I gave you your job. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I'm talking... Like, it's just that. I don't know. But besides, like... This is so much fun. It's a wonderland. Especially in VR. I I heavily advocate VR. I would probably say, if you like Skyrim a lot, it is worth it, like, just for Skyrim to get a PSVR and then buy Skyrim VR. Like, it's not graphically great and i'm sure graphically like if if you have the option to get it on pc probably better um and graphically sometimes you're like is that a tree or a person because it is just three darker pixels than everything else (laughs) um and the screen door effect kind of comes into play but you still get so immersed because your brain just kind of fills in the gaps it's like someone i remember a conversation i think adrian and i were having about old sprites looked better on older TVs because of the kind of distortion and stuff. Yeah. Uh, your mind filled in the blanks with your imagination. And after playing a bit of Skyrim VR, I felt like that I was kind of getting the same thing. Yeah. There is a bit of that where so, it's just like, uh, it's like they just pulled the old, like they didn't do anything to make it seem more uh, realistic in VR. Not that it, uh, disengages you. It's like you said, your brain just kind of, when you're like in the zone, you're dungeon crawling or you're fighting a dragon, you're just thinking too much about that and you just you just believe it. Do you think that the VR is trying to run the, is it the Legendary Edition? Is that what it's called? The re-release? Or uh, is it running? Know, is I it... wouldn't know textures, but you, it definitely comes with all the DLC. Okay, because I play, I'm still playing the original Skyrim uh, from 2011, just with uh, the high resolution texture packs that they put out. And initially, I was like, "Ooh, yeah, this is eight years old," because I haven't picked it up maybe in a couple of years. But then, straight back into it, and it catches you every now and then. It catches you with some real like beauty. And you go like, wow, this was like, this was really nice. Like, this is still quite nice. Like, out in the snow and seeing the mountains and some of the dungeons, you're like, you just get sucked in and you're like, yeah, I'm here. I'm so here. it's immersive. <laughs> I'm in Tamriel. Uh, I was going to say that you can, I've played this. For so many hours, I don't know how many hours, but I've played this for so many hours. Um, 
but I still managed to find something new in my latest playthrough. I still managed to come across a cave that I'd never seen before. And I'm like, what? How did this, how did I not know this? Yeah, I sort of assumed you found you've done everything in this part game possible at this point. I assumed I did too. Okay, so I have 320 hours on Steam. So rookie numbers, you got to pump those numbers up, son. Look, it's I know it's no 367 on Left 4 Dead 2 or 2000 on Smite. <laughs> who did that? Who did that? I don't know who that is. What are you talking about? Uh, but yeah, it's like it's crazy that you can play it for. I would guess around 400 hours and still That's, be discovering yeah, things. Definitely. And also only finish the main quest once. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And it like it's not like the main quest is bad. It's really enjoyable. Um in fact most of the storylines are I can still remember even though like, I haven't really played this game properly like in full since probably 2011. And I can still remember like the Mages Guild the Thieves Guild, the Dark Brotherhood, like all those like really popular main storylines pretty well. Uh, and being like, like playing through now, I was kind of just rushing the main story, but I got to the Mages Guild and I was like, oh, I remember this. This was a really cool, f- I remember having fun with this storyline. Um, so it's, it's got a lot to it that's really enjoyable. But. <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, how long? Twenty three. We've spent about twenty minutes praising this game, but it's time for me to step up onto my soapbox and wave that banner that says Bethesda still doesn't know how to make games. <laughs> um, again, I don't know if this is the VR version specifically, but still design decisions I disagree with, and also very buggy game. Uh, yeah. Perfect example. I went to talk to Parthenax. Um, and I was having dialogue with him and he was like talking to me and he flew up into the sky backwards and then twisted <laughs> up into the sky. Like just, I was looking up at him in VR and he just went, he was just going and the, the vocal, like the voice must've been attached to him because I couldn't hear what he was saying, but the dialogue <laughs> was ticking over in my box and I was like clicking the thing, wasn't hearing anything. Uh, and I was like, oh, maybe he's meant to come back down. But no, he just backwards, his tail first, spinning like he was in a tornado. <laughs> uh, and I was like, great. Uh, can't do that. Can't hear what he's saying. Not that it's important, really. There's there's um, subtitles. But just things like that. There's a lot of like things that have the game that just aren't polished. And again, this is a really enjoyable game. The story and the world are so good. And there's... Yeah, the stories are so enjoyable to to experience. I just can't get over the fact that it's still so buggy and there's some decisions in the game, how they approach the game, that I disagree with. Uh, Again, another example. Again, this might just be a VR problem, but um, after you get away from Alduin the first time, after you you ride at the beginning, right? You get to River... River something riverwood yeah and what's his name takes you to his sister or something um right i was in vr i had a bow and arrow in my hand um and i was 
being funny. Well, I thought I was being funny, but I was like gesturing as if I was talking with them because it was VR and I was experiencing it for the first time. And I had my bow and arrow out (laughs) and the the tip of my bow bonked his sister on the head. And now the whole town wanted to murder me instantly. And so I murdered them all. Um, Well, what was I supposed to do? I'm pretty sure if you put your weapons away, they stop attacking you. I didn't know how to do that at that point. <laughs> the game hadn't told me. So uh, that was fun. Um, and then in an act of continuing the, hila- the hilarity, I turned to someone who had just seen me murder everybody who wasn't activated, who wasn't trying to murder me. And I, like, again, jested my hands like, you didn't see anything and bonked them on the head with a bow. <laughs> and so I had to kill her too. So uh, I didn't go back to Riverwood for a while. So you're a serial killer is what you're telling us. Accidental well, serial killer. The the game, like the deeper game thing here is that obviously if you attack someone, everyone starts attacking you instantly, which I disagree with. Not very realistic for a game that thrives on, you know, being this in-depth world well, of realism. And- see, this is In a medieval last world. <laughs> in a medieval world... If you hit someone, there's a good chance that someone would probably stab you. There's not much law and order. Not quite. I don't think that, like, if I was there with someone who we we had just escaped a dragon, and as I was moving my hands, I tapped his sister on the shoulder, that he'd be like, did you just, did you just, did you just, I've got to kill you now. Even in medieval (laughs) times, I would have been like, oh, what? maybe put that away. It should be a damage thing so like you hit her probably for very low damage and it went attempted murder <laughs> whereas it was minor assault yes so See, take it t- I don't, not no, to uh you go. that's n- not on the game only for one reason if this that's was your only on the game if this was your only experience doing this like i would say okay but we were playing fallout new vegas and you shot mr happy and then everybody turned on you <laughs> and it's the same thing it's a, it's a rule. If you hurt someone, they'll attack you. It it's a Bethesda sense. rule, and I disagree with it in my games. Well, uh, it detracts from it. It just makes it it makes it seem more like a game and less like a cool world I'm in because it's well, like, oh, I I hit them, therefore activated anger. Like, yes, it's probably, seems very binary. It's probably a trade off because in most Bethesda games, you can nearly murder everyone. And that's cool, but they do have like th- things marked where it's like this character is essential, can't die. Yeah. So but they they know that they his can... sister is probably not. And bonking on the head, he goes, "Hang on, she's not essential. You might kill her. I have to protect her." That's what it is. He he's got that Sekiro juice, but he knows <laughs> that she don't. So he he's protective. Um, I think this was the last game, the last Bethesda game where the glitches were like cute because I remember back in Oblivion days. And Fallout 3 in New Vegas, it was, like, endearing. It was like, oh, you know, that's the trade-off you get for such a big game. Because back then, it was really hard to make big games like that without a lot of glitches. So it was like, oh, okay, yep, all right. I Like, I trade these glitches for a big game. And then Skyrim was like, oh, well, it's just a classic Bethesda. But then by the time Fallout 4 rolled around, there were other companies making bigger games with not even like a single glitch and it like so skyrim was that tipping point of this is this is just still cute Uh, at least for me and i can understand definitely if you had never experienced that um and then you had come back 
to Skyrim, like you heard all the hype after after you've played all these fantastic games that don't glitch and have huge worlds, and then you jump back to Skyrim because you heard the hype, and then all of a sudden Parthenax is <laughs> in a tornado and you can't hear a word he's saying. Like, yeah, it's it's probably not good. But for me, as someone who was on that roller coaster, it was like that was the trade off. That was a thing. Oh. Definitely shouldn't be happening on your PlayStation 4, though, is what I'm thinking. I just found out that Witcher 2 also came out in 2011. So hmm. it was already, like you're saying, it was already bad signs. This, that Skyrim still had the jank because Witcher 2 is very polished very, and a very big game, not as big as Skyrim, which are three much bigger, but still a very big game, very ambitious game. And the polish from CD Projekt Red, much better than Bethesda. I'd even wager that Bethesda had more money to try and oh, do definitely. it better. And it's still got that jank. I would say, like, I know it's tough. I'm not insulting, I'm not insulting Witcher 2, but I would say that Skyrim is still funner. So at yes. that point, especially for me, it's like that it that was the time. That was the trade off. You know, you'd get a glitchy game, but you get a good big one. If a glitch messed you up too bad, you just reload a save because quick saves. Um whereas in The Witcher, the only time you'd quick load and quick save is when you decided not to prepare for a battle and just kept ramming your head against the monster that you're fighting. Um Yeah, I I think Skyrim, like you were saying, was the last bastion of like the jankiness can get away because it has got so much to it. Um, and like Morrowind and Oblivion, also janky, but I guess old enough that it's like, okay, they're oldish games. So, you know, games weren't that polished back then. But Skyrim's probably that last bastion of, oh, we'll let it pass because it's kind of old, but it's also like, really good like that's the thing i usually like fallout 76 had a like similar feel of like all right well like there's the world and then the game design and the game design is janky and questionable choices and it has the story but the story wasn't sufficient to carry the the jankiness of the game skyrim does and that's the difference here um so i still really enjoy skyrim like i'm I haven't finished it, but I want to get back into the VR and finish it. Um, it's just... I don't like Bethesda's decisions. Todd Howard, I'm sorry. Like, you you do really good A3 uh, conferences, but maybe think about a, a polished engine. Well, it's no secret that their decisions, like their lack of change uh, has now come to bite them in the butt and... Mm. You know, they've, they've continued this kind of, I'm going to say lazy. Like, it's just lazy that they're working with an engine that they they clearly, oh, sorry, but they don't know really what to do with it. They used to. And then I don't know if programmers changed or whatever. Like, And people argue that it's the same engine as Morrowind. And that's not what the problem is. The problem is that, like, especially Fallout 76, they don't know how to use that engine to the fullest. And... Like, uh, you know, we got Skyrim 2 coming out soon. And by soon, I mean probably after the next Avengers. Um, 
and we're just like, is it? We're all here. Like, it's just going to be as janky as Skyrim, and that that's not going to be funny. That's not going to be cute. It's going to be a pain in the butt, and you're also going to have to pay twenty dollars if you want to unlock a sword or something. Knowing how, Bethesda at this rate, how did they become EA? When when did that happen? It it happened on that last conference where they were like, "Here's like I remember Fallout Four and um the vault." You know the one, the app with the vaults, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was like, wow, they're so good. They truly are the messiah of the land. Uh, and then literally it feels like the next E3 or whatever, they were like, now we're going to make a game to rob you of your money and also another game to rob you of your money, Elder Scrolls Blades and Fallout 76. And we're also not going to put any effort into either of them, it seems. Or like comparatively... And then it was like, they've turned. It was, it's episode three. He's God. He was the best of them. And now he's turned to the Sith. <laughs> you were supposed to destroy AAA. Not join them. I really, I want Elder Scrolls Six to do really good. I want it to be like Skyrim, but modern, not janky. If, if if Elder Scrolls Six is Skyrim, but with the polish of like Witcher 3 or something like that, That'll be the greatest game of all time. Wait, so your horse still glitches into the ground? Look, we need to talk about that. <laughs> ah, the red um, burrowing ponies. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you get my understanding, yeah. though. That, like, if they can make, like, if they can take the jank, if the only glitch in Skyrim, in Skyrim Six, in Elder Scrolls Six, is that your horse sometimes uh, jumps into the ground. That's a round of applause for me. That's a gold medal for Bethesda. Um, I really want Elder Scrolls Six to be... I'm also worried that because people backlashed a little bit, like true, quote-unquote true fans, backlashed on uh, Elder Scrolls Five for being like too casual, that Elder Scrolls Six might be go back towards Oblivion or Morrowind, which worries me. But because I I like Skyrim. It's a good balance of like, oh, I want to do this. Now I want to do this. I don't have to commit to a class. I can just decide what I want to play, and if I want to change it, I can change it. See, that's Uh, good. But then Morrowind and Oblivion had such kind of in-depth with their skills. So maybe could could we do some sort of trade-off where once you get to, like, level 50 on a skill, it then opens up into three different skills. So that way you start off with, yeah, because that's a chief complaint that I've heard, is that there's two little skills... And to be honest, after playing, like, Morrowind, it was like, there's too many skills. Why do I have knitting? I'm, what? (laughs) Um, But then Skyrim, it's like, attack one hand, attack two hand, attack, like, with magic. It's, It's like, maybe delve a little deeper and maybe become a bit more specialized once you get skilled enough. So Yeah, like a system where it's like, you go one hand, two hand, but then once you get one hand level 50 you can then specialize into daggers or that kind of stuff yeah that's you read my goddamn mind like that's to hire me two two handed and then eventually it goes do you want an axe or do you want a hammer like yeah do you want to specialize in these yeah again yeah i if again if it's like that that's cool but i definitely i i just want a a skyrim 2 (laughs) that isn't as janky but has the cool stories and the interesting 
um, world. That's that's my thoughts on Skyrim, and VR is a great addition. Um, I want I want more. Uh, Bethesda, um, they sort of losing their like it kind of a lot is hanging on Elder Scrolls Six. Apparently, won't get it yeah. to the next generation because we've seen. Is it uh, in Exiles, the Outer Worlds or Outer World? Yeah. Which is like everyone is saying like, hey, look, it's Fallout. And if that turns out to be a better game than like Fallout 4, because those guys used to make Fallout back in the day. Yeah. And they, uh, they wrote at least everything in New Vegas and... If other people are now doing it better, if The Witcher do RPG better than Skyrim, then is there a lot hanging on Elder Scrolls Six? Well, don't we have Starfield coming out before then? Yeah, that, that's is that also an RPG? Like we don't yeah, do we know anything about that? It, it is supposedly in the same same gameplay style as Fallout and um, Skyrim. Yeah, so Skyrim and Skyrim with guns. Yep. Oh, my God. I remember back in the day, Far Cry 3 came out and someone was like, it's like Skyrim with guns. I was like, no, that's Fallout. It's literally Fallout. That is literally <laughs> what that is. But it's it's good that they get a new brother like or sister. I don't, I don't yeah. mean to insult. Yeah. Um, and if it's space stuff, whew, oh, imagine the six stories they could do. Like, they do, but in space. Oh. All right, hear me out. This is going to sound crazy, but... They could legit do two DLCs, one based in Fallout and one based in Elder Scrolls, because it like, uh, so Skyrim and Elder Scrolls they all take place on this planet called Nern, and Fallout takes place on this planet called Earth. What if you could literally just get a DLC, travel to Earth? You go down there; it's been nuked to hell. Uh, so you go, okay, the. Oh, kill some rad scorpions, get destroyed by a Kazador because they're still overpowered. <laughs> uh, next DLC, you go to Nern and there's people with magic and you're like there with your laser pistol going, what the heck do I do? Could work. Could work. Could I'm just work. saying. <laughs> we can dream. Well, as we come to the end of our discussion on Skyrim, what do you guys think is a final rating? No time to grind, find time to grind, or make time to grind? It's a hard one. And I think I think if you've never played Skyrim, it's definitely make time. To, like, just try. Like, you've got to try it. Everybody's got to do it. I'm peer pressuring you right now. If you've not <laughs> touched Skyrim before, like, how haven't you? It's... Hey like man, everybody's... it's just Skyrim. Everybody's it's... tried Skyrim. Exactly. <laughs> uh, just to see what the hype is all about, and you can probably get it pretty cheap on some, like either people giving it secondhand, or I'm sure Steam has some good deals every now and then. I don't know. Uh, but otherwise, it's definitely. Um, I feel like if you've already played it, if you've already experienced it, it's like a place between fine time to grind and no time to grind. Because it's like, you don't need to go out of your way to Skyrim. Skyrim is your old friend that doesn't take offense that you don't message them for a few months. And when you finally say, like, sorry, man, life's just been crazy. Uh, What are you doing? He's like, hey, 
you want to come out to a pub? I'll buy my, my, my shout. And you go there and you remember it's such a really good friend. Until his head snaps 180 <laughs> degrees and you can't hear what he's saying anymore. But besides that, he's great. And then he slowly starts clipping into the chair and you just have to embarrassingly leave the tavern. Besides from that, he's a fantastic guy. Yeah, and you 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 get there, you get to the pub and you message him and you're like, where are you? And he's like, I'm I'm here. And you check your like... <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's in a wall, uh, but he's there. You just can't access that pub quest yet because you might need to open the console and you know respawn him. <laughs> Michael, what do you think? Uh, it's definitely a make time to grind. Like like Matt said, it, because it's on everything. Uh, because you can get it at varying prices on different devices. Uh, didn't attempt for that to rhyme. <laughs> uh, but it's it's a game of a generation. There are particular games that everybody has to at least try. I don't think that I'm overstating it by saying that it very much defined the last generation in like a big way. It was a, it was a cultural phenomenon. Oh, absolutely. Skyrim, it, it put... Fosferodar, Arrow to the Knee. Yeah. Like they're just the, the two. It sort of almost bled out of just the gaming world. Um, I think even my parents might know what it is, and therefore everybody knows what it is. So like The mum rule. <laughs> yes, exactly. So you have to at least try it, and you. my guarantee is that you will have fun with it. Like... You might not love it. You might think that it's too janky or that the the, the melee combat in it is pretty trash. Uh, they make up for it by like having an urgency to it when you're doing swordplay, but uh, swordplay has moved a lot further in eight years in games. But its archery and its magic are still very good. Hmm. And it never really gets it never gets in the way too much of itself. Its shortcomings are kind of like stumbles, but it never like hits the hurdle and face plants into the track. It just goes like, whoops, oh I nearly fell over there. I'll just keep going. <laughs> uh so it's definitely make time to grind. It is a must in the repertoire and uh I wish we didn't have to move on to another game because I was really enjoying it. I'm going to say, you guys convinced me. I was going to say a fine time to grind. But I think with the fact that it is such a massive phenomenon of the time, it is a make time to grind. If you have not played it before, you've got to. If you haven't played it and you're a gamer, you've got to experience it. You will guaranteed have fun. Uh, on a second note... If you haven't played it in VR or if you want to get back into it, it's been a while, maybe you have a VR lying around or like Matt said, maybe you want to buy it for Skyrim, I reckon find time to grind in VR because it's uh, it's great to re-experience it in slightly just enough of a different way that it feels new but still is like familiar. Um, another familiar experience I had, uh, I'll say, is that Lydia disappeared on me. Uh, thanks, game. <laughs> she sworn to carry your but <laughs> Well, um, it was basically 
uh, I was doing the companions quest. So whatever that guy's name is, he took over as my thing. Wolfman, and yeah. Liddy, Liddy was like, all right, I'll see you back at, at uh, your home, back at home. I'm like, okay, cool. And then I was like, oh, I want to go, go get Lydia again. And she wasn't there. Still on all, all the sides of the milk cartons in White Run. <laughs> just <laughs> missing. You see Lydia? Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Uh, let us know your thoughts on Skyrim. It is a massive game, so everyone's got something to say about it. Remember, next episode is Monopoly, and then after that, Stardew Valley. So if you want to get started on either of those, please do. Uh, but that's it for this episode. Thank you very much for listening. I've been Adrian. I've been Matt. And I've been Michael. Quick fun fact is that I have a Skyrim video that has 30 million views for some goddamn reason. Because when I was a child, I made the lyric video. And if you've ever Googled the Song of the Dragonborn lyrics, you probably watched my video. Heck, I'll put a link down. And if you came from there, you should totally... Tell me when you do a five-star review that you... you ca- ah, I came here from the Skyrim video. And then it's like double good because you checked out my super old video and you got all the way to the end of this awesome episode. I, yeah, put in Song of the Dragonborn. First thing to yeah. come up, Skyrim, the Song of the Dragonborn brackets with lyrics from No Time to Grind YouTube channel. The second most popular video we have is Michael killing someone in Skyrim. That was the worst video ever. I was trying out fraps for the first time, and I dragged someone to the Riverwood, uh, <laughs> like sawmill, and I put like I had to put it like captions and subtitles on the screen because there was no audio. I think it's so bad. It's fantastic. It's so yeah. bad. I also made a mod for the game, but you'll never be able to play that mod because it was trash. <laughs> it's. It's got more thumbs up than it does thumbs down, so that's that's good. That's fine.